Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Story Pirates Kids Write Stories We add them out Kids Write More Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast. My name's Lee. My name's Peter. And the Story Pirates take stories written by kids, turn them into radio plays. Peter, what is today's story? That is a good question, Lee. Today's story comes to us from a then third grader from Arlington, Virginia, named Bridget Donaghy. And Bridget's story is called Ronald Reagan and the Pineapple Paradise. This is from the show where we asked kids to come up with stories that we called presidential fan fiction. Historical presidential fan fiction. Made up stories about real presidents. And this this one is exactly that. It's about Ronald Reagan and it is totally made up. All right, so before we hear the Story Pirates adaptation of Bridget's story, let's hear the original story that she sent in to us. Take it away, Lee. Ronald Reagan and the Pineapple Paradise. Trice upon a time, psst, what? It's once upon a time. Fine, fine. Once upon a time, how's that? Better. Okay, Mr. Ronald liked pineapple. Two months after becoming president, people found Pineapple Island. The explorers said cool things like, the natives, they looked at us and took us to the city, but guess what? The natives are pineapples. We took a piece of our chairs, which were pineapples, and ate them. Now the natives were scared to death at the sight of us, so they were made of, well, you know, pineapples. 
So we took them to Banana Land and they seemed to find it appealing there. It's all yours, Ronald. So, Ronald moved to Pineapple Island, right under Mount Pineapples, which blew every winter. But instead of lava, it blew grilled pineapple. But not everything was made of pineapple. Ronald's house was made of pineapple shaved brick and his things had pineapple carvings in them. Ronald married a 21-year-old girl named Rachel. Together, they had 44 pineapple-loving kids. The ending. It's the end. The end. Boy, our writers love to give their narrators a hard time. Unreliable narrators are very popular in the story pirates. Oh, boy. So here it is from Bridget Donaghy, Ronald Reagan, and the Pineapple Paradise. Trice upon a time. Psst. What? It's once upon a time. Fine. Fine. Once upon a time. How's that? Yeah, it's better. Once upon a time, there was a press conference with Ronald Reagan, the 40th president of the United States. Hello, everybody. Thank you, thank you. I am here to announce that only two months after becoming your president, explorers have located a new country, Pineapple Island. Mr. President! Mr. President! Mr. President! Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Uh, Ronald, if I may, isn't it true that you really, really like pineapple? Well, my favorite food is jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Mr. President, who discovered Pineapple Island? Well, let me introduce them to you right now. These two explorers are the ones who made the discovery, and they have some pretty cool things to say. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, when we first arrived on the island, the natives looked us over, and then they took us to their city. Yeah, but guess what? The natives are pineapples. Oh, <gasps> goodness. Well, we had forgotten to eat lunch that day, what with all of the excitement, so we took a piece of our chairs, which coincidentally just happened to be made out of pineapples, and ate them. So, of course, now the natives were scared to death at the sight of us because they are all essentially, you know, they're pineapples. Right. So, we decided to take them to Banana Land, and the good news is they seem to find it appealing there. <laughs> I, I, I say we took them to Banana Land, and they seem to find it appealing. Appealing there. Appealing. Come on, come on, bring back Ronald! Okay, everyone's a critic. Mr. President, what's your take on all this? Well, I am bananas for pineapples. Yes! So I am officially announcing that I am moving to Pineapple Island into a beautiful little house I designed myself right under Mount Pineapples. Mr. President! Which, which erupts every winter. No! Wait! Calm down. Instead of lava, it erupts grilled pineapple. What a joker! No, no, truly. When the volcano erupts, it rains down delicious grilled pineapple instead of lava. I'm completely serious. My popularity is actually starting to get kind of frustrating. Mr. President, Mr. President, not everything there is made of pineapple, is it? Well, no. 
My house is made of pineapple-shaped bricks. Oh, look. Here comes the natives of Pineapple Island. We represent the Pineapple Guild, the Pineapple Guild. We are proud to have Mr. Dipper come to live with us. All of his things have pineapple carvings in them. Everything he owns there looks like pineapples. Pineapples! Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President, are you obsessed with pineapples? Well... I've often said that all great change in America begins at the dinner table. <laughs> That's something I actually said. This concludes the press conference! And so, after moving to Pineapple Island, Ronald married a 21-year-old woman named Rachel. Together they had 44 pineapple-loving kids! Hello everyone! My name is Rachel and I just like to say... Look out! Mount Pineapple is erupting! Ah! <laughs> wait! 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 It's grilled pineapple, I tell you! There's nothing to fear! <laughs> and so delicious grilled pineapple rained down on one and all. The ending! It's the end. Uh, who are you anyway? I'm Ron Reagan Jr. That makes sense. The end! <laughs> and now Lee speaks with the author herself, Bridget. Hi. Hey Bridget, how are you? Good. Thanks for talking to me today about your story. So, you wrote the story, Ronald Reagan and the Pineapple Paradise. Yep. So, how long ago did you write that? Like, six to four years ago. It's been a while, right? Yeah. So, I think you were in third grade when you wrote it, is that right? Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm in seventh grade. Amazing. So, do you remember how you got the idea for that story? Um, kind of. Like... I didn't really know a lot about presidents at the time. Like, I knew Abraham Lincoln and, you know, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. But I, but there were a lot of presidents I didn't really know about. So I decided to do Ronald Reagan, even though I didn't have any idea who he was <laughs> or what he did. I just flipped through a book and, like, found his name. And then I guess I just decided to do Pineapple paradise because I guess I liked pineapple or something. <laughs> Amazing. And I think you did like pretty much like the silliest thing possible that you could do with a president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have you learned anything? Do you know anything about Ronald Reagan now? Well, I know he's older than I thought he was. I thought he was like 20 maybe. <laughs> but he was actually like pretty old. Yeah, I think he's one of our older presidents, right? Yeah. I didn't know that, and I didn't actually know much about the presidency at all, like yeah. elections or anything. Yeah. Well, I've learned about that now, but... <laughs> Are you interested in politics or presidents or in that stuff in particular? A little bit. I like economics a oh. lot in school. I think it's fun, and we talk about, like, politics a little bit in that class. But, I mean, it's not something I really want to do when I grow up. Right. So when you say economics, do you mean, like, statistics and charts and graphs and things like that? The economics class I take is kind of just, 
It's an intro to economics, like how to save money, also how politics affects money and all this stuff, and it's pretty cool. Wow, that sounds awesome. I really like my teacher in that class. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So is that like, you guys get electives in seventh grade? Yeah. That's amazing. You live in Arlington, right? Yep. Arlington, Virginia? Yep. What's that place like for people that have never been there? It's pretty cool. There's a lot of nice places to go to. Like, there's some nice places like Sherlington and stuff where there's, like, restaurants. And there's a couple movie theaters around. It's a really nice place to be, to live in and to visit. People are pretty nice in Arlington. Nice. And also what's nice is it's really close to D.C. So you get to go see the monuments a lot and museums. What's your favorite thing to go see in D.C.? I like the monuments a lot. They're pretty cool to go to. I like the Lincoln Monument, or the Lincoln Memorial, sorry, and the uh, Washington Monument. Those are some of my favorites. So in your story, you, at the end of your story, you had Ronald married a 21-year-old girl named Rachel. And that's, so that now I understand that that's because you thought Ronald Reagan was yeah. really young, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a lot younger than he actually is. Amazing. And it's kind of embarrassing to read the story again and, like, <laughs> like see that I wrote that. <laughs> I wouldn't be embarrassed because I think that's really funny. And sometimes, sometimes we write something by accident that ends up being the most special part of a story. So if I were you, I'd feel pretty great about that detail. Are you, you're a big pineapple fan as well? I like pineapple. Like, I think I like apples and peaches more, (laughs) but pineapples are pretty good. They are pretty good. So Bridget, do you write a lot? I like to write. Yeah. I just write little stories sometimes at school in English class and stuff. It's fun, but I don't plan on becoming a writer when I grow up. I kind of want to be like a software engineer or something. Do you, so you like working with computers? Yeah. What kind of stuff do you, what do you like to do with computers? Just program a little bit. I take a coding course. Oh man, you can code? My electives too, yeah. What kind of code do you do? So far I've been doing block script. Whoa. But I've done a little bit of Swift language and some Python, and then I'm going to learn Java later in the year. I don't know what any of those mean, but they all have cool names. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially Python. It sounds like the scariest of all the codes. (laughs) Actually, it's one of the easiest. Java is pretty hard. I've heard. Really? Do you yeah. feel, Do you feel like coding's hard, or is it something that most people could pick up? I think most people could pick it up. It's really fun, and it's pretty easy, and there's a lot of websites that are, like, dedicated to, like, helping people learn code. So if you're a kid out there and you wanted to learn how to write code for computers, what advice would you give those kids? Well, visit places like code.org or scratch.com, I think. Scratch is like this block script. You just get to create all this thing, all these things and you get to see other people's projects and get ideas and it has tutorials and stuff. And then code.org has a bunch of like links to other projects. So there's ones like 
drawing ones and ones that are like mission ones where you have to like get one character to go to a certain place using blocks or very cool well bridget thank you so much for uh talking to me today you're welcome and most of all thanks for letting us perform your story you're welcome it was fun to listen to oh yeah what was it like when you heard it it was pretty cool like my parents had kind of told me like it was going to be on so we had turned on the radio we were listening and it was just really exciting to like hear it being read and (laughs) it, it sounded like pretty much what i had wanted it to sound like oh that's great it, it, it was really cool the way that you wrote it you had the narrator was constantly being interrupted right a little bit yeah do you remember where you got that idea from well i had kind of listened to like story pirates stories before because i like listening to kids place live and stuff and i liked how in a lot of skits they were like there was like the narrator and then this little extra person <laughs> who would always like, you know, talk with the narrator or like argue with the narrator and stuff. And I kind of like that. So I wanted to kind of like put that in my story. That's awesome. So, yeah. Like it made it feel more like a script. Yeah. Do you have any advice for any kids out there that want to write a story but don't know how to start? I think they should make it as original as they can and first just come up with an idea like i don't know talking banana or something cool and then just go on from there like what is the talking banana doing is it swimming at a beach or something (laughs) or is it like i don't know buying groceries (laughs) and then from there you just write your story from there you just expand on the idea and just put stuff that you find interesting that you think is funny and other people will probably think it's funny or at least appreciate the originality of it that's great advice thanks bridget you're welcome all right we'll talk to you later all right bye bye Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. And if you want to see the Story Pirates live in person, come visit us in New York City. We perform on select Saturdays throughout the year in Midtown Manhattan. And we feature new stories each week with kid authors there to take a bow after the show. Find our full schedule at our website, storypirates.com. Also coming up later this spring, you can see the Story Pirates in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Lake Placid, New York, and Concord, New Hampshire, just to name a few. Again, check out our website, storyparts.com, and click Performances at the top for details, times, and tickets. While you're there, you can also buy t-shirts for the Story Pirates fan in your life. Also, a very special announcement. The Story Pirates are officially writing a book. That's right, a book, like a real one you can buy and hold in your hand. We asked kids out there to send us ideas for a full-length book, and we got one from an amazing kid, and we're writing the book, Go online, check it out for yourself. You can go to storypirates.com slash book and read all about it. More info on that in the months to come. Please remember to friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and we will see you next time. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. 
Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here. Thank you. This seems like a lot of... It's here. Thank you. Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy. I can't stop. Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. <laughs> 